Yeah, more than ever before in our history as church, we now have to be the church and not just go to church. And that's kind of the, the underlying message of this whole series, The Spiritual House. And I'm, today I'm going to remind you that you are the dwelling place of God and the family of God. Let me just remind you of a, the theme scripture. Uh, I'm going to build on the scriptures that the guys read earlier. Are oh, they doing such a good job? And it's great to, to have them with us. But 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, let me remind you of this. I want to build on this every week. This is what I'm preaching on for the next three weeks. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. If you're at home, just say it out loud with me. Spiritual house. That's who we are. To be, to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You know, uh, the, the word spiritual is used uh, several times there. And I, I want to call out your spirituality. I want to call out that part of you that longs after God and seeks God and, and doesn't need all the trappings and the physicality, but that spirit in you where you, where you are that spiritual person in God. You know, it's great. Thank you so much for tuning in. And when we look on the feed as, as we're doing this live service, sometimes I see some familiar names. And I just want to say we miss you, we bless you, but we still feel connected to you. Well, I've got a confession for you this morning. It's not that I watch daytime TV, but I do record Homes Under the Hammer. For those of you who don't know what that is, there's a program, a TV program about how houses are renovated and the turnaround is often amazing. Now, the way they film it, they, they see the house as it is, and actually we record it because they repeat themselves so often, so we whiz through all the repetition bits and we get to the moment where they do the big reveal of how the house is changed and redecorated and renovated and, and, and just um, completely different. Some of them are an absolute wreck, and yet then they made into a completely new place. And one of, one of the things I notice is it often takes longer than the people say they're going to spend on it, and they often spend more money on it than they said they were going to spend you're an incredible transformation. You're a tremendous renovation. And actually, as a person, God spent the most he could spend on you to change you. He renovated you, regenerated you, changed you. In fact, the Bible says, but God, who is rich in mercy, changed us. First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 6, just the verse after the one I'm saying, for the scripture says, see, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and anyone who trusts him will never be put to shame. Our transformation was costly. And you know what? Uh, um, it was instant that Jesus saved us. Sure, that part was instant, but he is changing us bit by bit. Now, don't give up. If you've been struggling on your own, or if you, you don't know where you're at in season right now, every single day, God is renewing and changing you. 
God's trying to convey in this scripture three important ideas by using this idea of the spiritual house. He uses a word in the Greek called oikos, and it means several means. He's trying to move you to a sense of your understanding of your identity. Now, I really want to call you out as, as people who are tuning in with us to make a, a real move into who you are as church. Your identity is, your personal identity is made up of all those little things that make you. You know, there's nobody that wears things like you do. Somebody can put the same t-shirt on. In fact, here's another confession. Pastor Nick and I have got the same t-shirt. It looks better on him than it does on me, but I mean, we, it's not the same t-shirt in that we, it's only one, so we, we share it between ourselves, you know, like he has it on Tuesdays and I have it on Wednesdays. I don't mean it like that. We bought, unfortunately, we bought the same t-shirt of pattern, you know, but the way he wears it and the way I wear it, he looks so much cooler than I do, you know. It, you know, the reason why your dog begins to look like you, not you look like your dog, let me make that clear as well is because of your identity, all the little things, the stamp you put on your life, the, the way that you choose that wallpaper that nobody else chooses, that's your identity. You know, once we, we sold the house and, and uh, uh, we thought we had it decorated in a great way, bright orange, yellow and blue, sun, sea and sand. Uh, it wasn't but 24 hours that the new owners had painted over everything we'd done. They hated it. It's because it was our identity. In a way, that's what this scripture's doing. That's what God is trying to impress on you. He's trying to say, I want you to know who you really are, what your identity is, who you really are in me. You are my spiritual house. You belong to me. He's trying to move you from an external view of the church to the insider information, the internal view. He's trying to say, you're, you're the house, you're the home, you're the household. He's trying to move you into a deeper understanding of who you are as God's people. I'm going to explain this in a moment, but why would I spend all this time talking about you as house and as church when we're so scattered. Surely I should wait about that until you come back and, and uh, that we're actually together physically. Well, the first reason is I want to remind you of how unique you are in the world. You are a unique body of people who God has special purpose for and actually there's something about you that is different than any other faith and any other religion. I'm going to highlight that in a moment. The second reason why I'm talking about the spiritual house is because I believe God's put it on my heart to remind you again that you, and to urge you to choose to connect. Now, after our service today, we have a Zoom coffee, and, and we've, we've texted those of you on our database and on the new WhatsApp system. If you were looking for a text and you, you can't see it, have a look in your WhatsApp and find Birmingham City Church, and we've, we've sent those links to you. Why don't you today just choose to connect? I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Maybe you could go on the Zoom. But 
here's Here's the main reason why we're talking about the spiritual house. Because God dwells in you. God actually dwells in you. Isn't that amazing? In fact, I'm going to pick up on that. You know, uh, uh, what if you came home one day and and your your house had burnt down? You you know, uh, nobody's hurt or anything. I'm just saying that the physical house that you have, uh, uh, something had happened and it it burnt down. You'd be really upset. And someone might come over and say something like this. You know, oh, it's, you know, at least you've got your life and, and uh, you know, it's only bricks and mortar. And, and yeah, that, that would be true. But for many of you, the house that you live in, the home where you dwell, it, it's got your memories in, it's got your photographs in, it's got those conversations that you've had in. It's more than bricks and mortar, it's your dwelling. It's got your stamp on it. You, you've, got a, you've got a corner where you sit and read. You've got a, a, a place where you perhaps do your embroidery. Or you've got a, a place where you, you've got your chair where you watch TV. Although, dads, you need to learn to give that up to your teenagers sometime. This is exactly what God's saying about you as a person. You're not just... Uh, somebody who I've collected and saved, you are my dwelling. You see, that's what the scripture said earlier, that we become a holy temple of the Lord. In him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. You know, God can't fit a city in a building. He can't, he can't fit everything that he's doing in a building. But what he is doing is dwelling in you, you together. He's put his stamp on you. He's put his identity in you. And he wants you to dwell with him. In fact, as Phil read earlier, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you. Today, I have simply come along to remind you that you are a presence carrier of God himself. You're his dwelling. You're the carrier of God's presence in this world. And this is the first really important idea from being a spiritual house. He dwells with you. He lives in you. He makes his home in you. You are the house of God. That's not a building, that's your heart. That's your life, that's your imagination. That's your your sense of purpose, that's your inner being, that's you as a person. Right now in your home, God is right there with you, inhabiting your whole life. You are his spiritual house, you are his dwelling the second important idea is the word for house here not only means uh, the, the dwelling, but it means the family that makes the household. You're not just the dwelling place for him. You are the connected family that makes up the dwelling place. 
So even though you may be watching this on your own, you are connected to another person, another person, another person, and you have all become the collective dwelling place of God. In fact, he says, you're not just my house, you're my household. You're my family members. God's reminding us that we are family. And I want to speak to you as your shepherd today. When we physically came to church, it's easy to connect with our uh, church family. In fact, it's quite amusing to me. There are some people who come to church and they speak to everybody. Hello, 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 hello. And they speak to everybody for 10 seconds at a time. And everybody knows them, and they know everybody, but it's kind of just a, sh a short connection. And uh, they're a, they're a, they're a, they are great people. They're like lightning rods in the, in the house. And then there are some people who talk to two or three, and they talk to them for a long time, and they have meaningful conversations. And both is not, one's not better than the other, it's just different. But here's the point. When you were coming to church physically, it was easy to be your connecting point to do it the way that you do it. It was easy for you. But now, God is asking you to actually reach out to your family. And you've got to make a different effort to connect because he's saying, you're my family. So I want to ask you, BCC, I want to ask you, those of you who are watching online, how are you connecting to God's family? Are you just saying, well, I watch online, I log off and that's it? You know, when your children, when your kids, uh, uh, oh, sorry, when your very mature grown-up adults go to university, when they go to university, you see, you're going to have to learn to connect with them. Let, I just want to break some bad news to you parents. Your kids, when they go to university, they're not going to call you every day. I'm just going to let that sit over your heart while you have a little weep while I'm speaking. They're not calling you every day. And they're not ringing you, asking your advice. You see, you've had them in your house. You've nurtured them. You've, you've, and I've seen on Facebook, some of them, you're posting pictures of their, uh, them going to school, going to sixth form. Don't you realize that every picture you post of them is them moving to their own independence? I've had a cheer in the auditorium from Pastor Nick. George, he doesn't mean it. I just want you to know that. But what I want to say to you is, you then, when they leave and go to university or they start work, you then have to choose to be family. You have to choose to give them a call. They're not just there on tap. They're not just there in front of you. They're not just automatically there so you can have a little chat whenever it, it, it just uh, presents the opportunity to you because it's right there. You have to pick up the phone and say, hey, how are you doing? It's exactly the same with your church family. And so I want to say to you today, we have to choose to be church family in this season. Don't you absent yourself until you say, well, when I get a vaccine and when the virus is over, then I'll go back to church and it'll just all be the same. No, don't lose it now. I want to call you BCC to be this spiritual house. In fact, I want to lay just a practical challenge. Would you call two people this week and not just phone them, but pray with them over the phone? Why don't you just call each other and say, hey, we're going to have a little chat we have to catch up with each other, and then we're going to pray for each other over the phone. Why don't we do that, BCC? 
Well, if you're watching and you've got some Christian friends, why don't you do that? Because the reason why God calls us a spiritual house is to say, you are my family. You're my connected family. You're my household. You're my family. And we have to choose to be family during this time. Last week I spoke to you about you being a living stone. You're gifted. I talked to you about being built together and connected. This week I want to talk to you that you are this spiritual house. In the next few weeks, we want you to send a picture in of yourself uh, so we can build up a collection of our physical spiritual house here. And we'll, we'll send you details out about that. First idea, you're the place where God dwells. Second idea, you're the family that he dwells in, so choose to be that family. Third idea, you're a spiritual house. In contrast to the physical temple, in contrast to the physical duties that the priests had in the Old Testament, you now are a spiritual house, spiritual people who take a different look at the world. That actually, that you're the sort of people that don't get sucked into fleshly debates and and everything that's going around. You take a step back and say, God, what are you saying? This is what I was saying on Tuesday night about Jabez. You need to log into the Jabez series. You know, I was saying that Jabez prayed out of a discerning heart where he said, God, what are you saying? I want to be spiritual. Hey, can I call you to be a different people, a spiritual house, not a fleshly house or a worldly house that is going along with every opinion or getting sucked in, but actually that you are a spiritual house, that you become an influencer in a different way, that you become the salt and the seasoning into every conversation that you have. Lord, what do you want me to bring? Because I have you dwelling in me. I'm part of a unique family, and I am a spiritual person. You have a key role in this world as an influencer. Just as the priests wore their garments in the Old Testament, you have to put on this role every day and say, God, how can I make a difference? I'm a spiritual person, not just a natural person or even a carnal, fleshly person. How can I have a spiritual influence for Christ? Three ideas today. You are His dwelling in this world. You are His dwelling. God doesn't dwell in temples and places like that anymore. He dwells in you. You are his dwelling. That's an amazing thing. You know, when I think of that, that's so amazing. It, it makes us, if you're watching and, and you're not a Christian, see, this is the real difference with Christianity. This is why I can say publicly, this is why Christianity is set apart from the Hindu faith, the Muslim faith, the Jewish faith. And people won't like me talking like this, particularly on the internet, but Christianity is different because God says, I live in you. I live in you. You're his dwelling. Remember that, church. Don't allow people to rob that from you. Second idea is you're his family in this world. You're still his family. And the third idea is you bring and you build spiritual dimension in this world. 
if you don't bring the spiritual view, if you don't bring something of God, who's going to bring it? You have to be a spiritual house. You see, I want to say something to you really strong today. We are still building something very real, very tangible, even though we're scattered. We're still building that that God's work is still going on. Don't think for a moment that you're not part of something where the identity is lost. We are still here. You're not lost. Although we're not gathering, hey, we're still meeting. We're still meeting with God. We're still meeting with you. We're still receiving from each other. Choose to connect. Be careful. Be careful over this spiritual building. Now, we're not... We're not going away, even though we're scattered, but we are still church. Remember, we're built on a solid foundation. That's what was read earlier. We're built on the the rock of the apostles. We're built on the cornerstone of Jesus. That's all solid. We are here. We have this secure foundation. Christ is our cornerstone. We are joined together. All of those things are still true. And they're a spiritual reality. So let's be careful still to be who we are, church. Let's still be that. Wherever we are, we are God's temple. We still stand for something in the world. 1 Timothy 3 verse 15 says, You will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, Yuri's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of truth. You still stand for what's right and what's true because God's Spirit fills in you. And always remember, church, always remember, we have a high priest over us and he won't let us down. I'm going to ask the worship team just to come, if you will, and and as we bring our service into a close, but right where you are, understand that Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6 says this, but Christ is faithful over the Son, over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to the confidence and hope in which we glory. We are his house. We have a high priest over our household. So I want to ask you to be really careful that you don't allow your connection to the church to become thin. Why don't you decide, even if it's only for five minutes after church today, jump on the Zoom. Even if you just say hi and bye. Choose to connect. You know, this week you could you could be with Kathy in the ladies' meeting, the women's meeting. You could be at the prayer meeting. You could be at the Bible study. There are plenty of things going on. You may not be able to log on to all, but choose to connect. Don't wait for the vaccine to come for you to say, then I'll reconnect to my church. Connect now. It's time. But more than just the meetings... It's really important that you understand we're a family still. We're a family. So if you don't know any numbers of of people in the church, we'll help you to connect with some people. But you may have a couple of phone numbers in your 
in your phone and call two other church people this week and pray with them. I mean, I don't mean just have a chat. I mean, actually, over the phone, you say, hey, let me pray for you, you pray for me. Now, some of you, you, you've never done that, and this is a stretch for you, but this is the time for us to say, well, hey, we are God's house. We are His, we are His people. So let's be His people. I just want to say to you today, God is still building His church. And if you're watching today, you're wondering and you're afraid and fearful in this time, and here we are right in the center of Birmingham, which is a hot spot right now. And I tell you what, in this room right now, God's presence is strong, and I pray, God, that that presence would be in your home right now. Just hold your hands out with me and just receive God. We, we have faith over fear. We are completely free in here. But if you're watching and you don't know Jesus, I want to say to you that Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you and he wants to bring you in to his family. In fact, the Bible says he sets the lonely in families. And whether you're lonely or not, he wants to place you in this global, international family. But he wants to place you into a, a local family where we connect. It's time to go back into the new term, connecting and being the church. And we're going to release some plans of how we can do that in stronger ways in the next few weeks. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you dwell in us, in me. And I receive more of you now. Come on, church, hold your hands out wherever you are and just receive more of him. The God who created the universe lives in your heart. Holy Spirit, show me who I need to connect with in my church family. Show me who I need to encourage. You know, right in my spirit now, I just know that some of you may have been struggling, but as you reach out, God's going to lift your burden too. And Holy Spirit, let me see things the way you see them. Let me be spiritual. Let me hear a different voice than all the other voices around me. In Jesus' name.